Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 8 of Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Jace Garcia. I'm joined with Sean Scanlon and Joe Guire, like always. Now, let's talk about this mess that was the game. <laughs> Not just on the field. I mean, the field was a mess because of the rain, but Giants defense, offense was all right, but man, it was rough. Uh... What what do you think of the game? Well, yeah, I mean, you touched on it, especially the run defense. Run defense was terrible going against a backup running back in the Cardinals. uh, Carried for 126 yards, 4.7 yards per carry with a backup in. Um, It's just not good to see for this run defense. I think that has to do one of the reasons why they went out and got uh, Dion Buchanan, the free agent, to help in that uh, inside linebacker position because, I mean, they were just pounding the ball with with ease all game and we were given no give it all ran for three touchdowns so that was obviously a huge deal of it secondary uh didn't play too bad I thought honestly uh Kyler Murray wasn't asked to do much in the second half due to the rain and the fact that they were just um running the ball so easily against us so the defense definitely has to improve in the run defense um that's for sure on the offensive side of the ball I mean Daniel Jones he he has a lot of good throws in the game. A um, couple good third down conversions to Golden Tate. A uh, couple tight window throws. The one, uh, the touchdown to Ellison is a great throw. Stuff like that. And his ability to pick up first downs with his legs is huge. But at this point, it's you have to start to wonder, uh, can he protect the ball? He's got 11 turnovers through five starts, which is definitely concerning. Um, the two fumbles, he actually lost three fumbles. But luckily, we were able to recover one. So he's he's got to be able to protect the ball. He's got to have that that mental clock in his head, you know, when the rush. He's got to expect to rush more and be able to hold on to the ball better, I think, because those turnovers are killer in this game, especially a game that we're able to go out and possibly win. And um, and then Saquon, he he had the scare coming out of the game with the lower leg injury, and I don't think he really looked the same when he came back. Um, obviously he's one of the best athletes in the NFL, probably the best running back. But I just I think that they probably should have been more precautionary, maybe bring Gallman in, because I don't see that there's no point in trying to bring Saquon back out and get him injured in a season that's pretty much done at this point. So I, I, I didn't like that, but um yeah, it was just overall definitely a disappointing performance. Pat Scherber is 17 and 39 as a head coach. That is a poor record without anyone having to do any math here. Um. This team hasn't looked great the past few weeks. 22 pressures Sunday. They they hadn't allowed more than 10 in a game this season. So you got to wonder now what's going on with that offensive line. Um, rushing Saquon back, not a great idea. But this team through the first three had 6.3 yards per carry. It's been 3-6 ever since. So, you know... We were excited when things seemed to be trending up for this team. It seems over the past few weeks. I mean, you know, and 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 I'll I'll give them a bit of a pass because you just got Saquon back, but this team's getting beaten up. Yeah. This this team is uh, over the course of four quarters. It's about a three quarter team, and and that becomes apparent each and every week with no matter who the opponent is. Now, um. In my opinion, you know, you talk all the time, Sean, about what a great young group of guys on offense and defense, and I think those guys are moving forward and progressing and getting better. 
there's one person I really think that's holding this franchise back. Well, maybe more than one, but the guy I'm talking about is Pat Shermer, who's proven to be a bad head coach, one decent season in his career, and for some reason continues to throw his players under the bus. I, I don't understand that. You made a stupid third and long call and then blamed execution. Are, are you kidding me? It seems to me that Pat Shermer is not, I mean, maybe based on those pass interference challenges, he's not watching the same game everyone else is watching. That's how I feel sometimes. That he can walk away from a game and say, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what? What are you even talking about? You, you got your butt handed to you again. And he doesn't seem to grasp it. And at first I thought he's either completely delusional or he's just kind of like trying to pander to the team, speak positively about them. But then to turn around and throw them under the bus would have the opposite effect. So I, I'm not sure what to make of this. I don't see any scenario, though, where Pat Shermer has earned his way to another season as the Giants head coach. I just don't see it. I don't know how you guys feel about that. And and, and I, I will tell you this about me. I stuck by Ray Hanley for a long time, okay? I'm not a get-rid-of-the-coach guy, but it seems to me that Pat Shermer is an idiot and that Pat Shermer doesn't understand how to coach an NFL football team. That That's my personal feeling. Yeah, I'm, I agree with uh, what you're saying. The only thing about firing him right now is that Daniel Jones, he's in his rookie season. He would have to learn a whole new off offense in his second season, which he already is trying to learn his first offense. That's the only thing that I, I could think of. But, I mean, what you're saying, throwing players under the bus, especially a young group, I mean, you can't do that. You have to have accountability for your team and for what your play call was. Um, on that third, third and 18, it was he said in the press conference that Daniel Jones actually checked – to the draw it was a pass play originally but um he saw a light box and thought they could convert but I mean the O-line didn't get any push all day that got stopped right away so I agree with what you're saying about Pat Shermer it's just it's it would be tough if I think that's the case though then punt then just punt the football yeah well that yeah it, that was the third down with the fourth and 15 I, I think they probably should have just punted the football yes. you know because then then if you punt the ball probably won't stop them because they've been running all of you all day but I, if you do get the stop, then it's only three points because on the fourth and 15, he fumbles the ball. They get the ball right away. They get the six points. So if we were to do that, then we would probably have to drive down, only get a field goal. Now we have to score a touchdown right. with even less time with the timeouts gone. So, yeah, it was definitely just a disappointing performance. During the days where Cleveland had a new quarterback every year and a new head coach, like I get, I get what you're saying, but... I'm still not convinced that Pat Shermer's playbook works with Daniel Jones because, and this happens almost every week, this team falls behind mm -hmm. by a lot. And then it's, it's you know, two-minute offense for the rest of the game trying to rush down the field and score. And I've said this now a few times week after week after week, even if you're down 14 or 17, nothing, just hand the ball to Saquon. Run the playbook. Learn how to run Pat Shermer's playbook so we can be sure that A, Daniel Jones gets it, and B, if this playbook is worth a damn. 
Because all we hear is about what a great and a, and a genius Shermer is. I, I, I'm, I'm not sold yet. And it seems week after week, all you're seeing is, I mean, Daniel Jones threw the ball a lot. Kyler Murray didn't have to. 89 yards passing? That's embarrassing for the Giants. It, it, it really is. I mean, get it together. Get a game plan. If you fall behind by so, you, you still need to run the playbook. You still need to get the ball into Saquon's hands. I, I think the Giants still forget that, you know, Saquon's a breakaway threat. Anytime yeah. the ball's in his hands, even on a third and 18 draw. But if he's running the ball 10, 12, 14 times in a game, you're, you're not using him right. You're not getting the most out of your offense. And you're putting a lot on, on, a, on a rookie quarterback who still doesn't quite have all the weapons, still kind of, you know, trying to figure out who's who, what, what. I'm sure Golden Tate's already becoming a handful. I know he wants, you know, 12 targets a game. But if, if this offense is going to continue to play the way that they're playing, where you're, you're, you're putting Jones back there, and obviously he's getting a little sloppy with the ball, but he's also gotten under immense pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's fair. The, when, when we put this kid in to start, the idea wasn't to get him his brains beaten in. It was a chance for him to, to get in there, get some experience, and learn the playbook. And they're not doing that. Week after week after week, that's just not what's happening and in and, and, and what is really a lost season, to me, is even more lost because you're missing out on, on really finding out what you have going into next season. And if you can win some games along the way, great. But you're not even putting yourself in position to win. You're not doing anything to develop your young guys. And then you, then you throw them under the bus. Dysfunctional yeah. on all levels. And, and, mm -hmm. and again... We, we talk about how this team shows improvement and how some of these guys are starting to put it together, but the, the coaching has to put these guys in a position to win, and it just isn't happening with enough frequency. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the main what, – what I said last week, the main difference between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and Daniel Jones and the Giants is the coach – Kyler Murray is Cliff Kingberry's guy. Daniel Jones is Gettleman's guy. Gettleman isn't the one calling the plays. Shermer, I, do, I don't know what's going on. I feel like, the yeah, I, I feel like he's praising Daniel Jones when he makes like good throws, like that Ellison throw. It was still in double coverage, but it was gorgeous ball that mm -hmm. ended up scoring a touchdown. And the multiple throws he gets to uh, Golden Tate where mm -hmm. three guys are on him. Those are great plays. But if you're in the film room and you're the coach, you don't want to see that. That is, Those aren't plays that you want to see. Three guys on someone you check down. I mean, even Eli Manning, he's got to be in his ear because God knows Eli Manning loved to check down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I understand he's got the talent in that stuff, but you still have to be able to read a defense in that stuff. And I feel like that... That comes on the coach, not being able to show him this in film or whatever. And, and speaking yeah, of film. I think, uh, I, well, I just want to touch on that. I think that's been his biggest thing so far is that he's just not willing to give up on plays when he doesn't see them. 
Um, like the one of the forced fumbles on the the uh, the screenplay to Saquon. Saquon was wasn't open yet. He was trying to find some room out to the left side, and he held on to the ball too long, which ended up being a fumble. At that point, you just got to throw it at the running back's feet. Um, and other stuff like you said, checking down when you're trying to throw it, like the first inter- or the interception to Golden Tate. There, there's no way you're getting that ball into that window. It was yeah. too tight of a coverage at that point. Check the ball down, you know, get a couple yards in, live another, live to see another day. Don't turn the ball over and uh, fourth down and punt. So I think he's just he's not willing to give up on these plays, and it's it could be a blessing sometimes because he could scramble with his feet and then find the person downfield, but it could be a curse at the same time because you've seen a lot of turnovers from it. Yeah, some of this stuff is I, I understand trying to force it. Like this, these are rookie mistakes, mm-hmm. but also there are plays where he's just staring downfield. He's not going through a progression. He sees a receiver that he likes, and he just wants to give the ball to the receiver's hands. I don't see any progression, anything like that. And that's on the coach. That's on Shermer. And I mentioned film being a problem for the defensive line. That it was atrocious this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Chase Edmonds had his day with them and uh, couldn't get any r- real rush on Kyler Murray. Marcus Gold- Goldston and Zimenez were uh, nothing. That, that you got to understand the offense. When, you're in, I, I, when I play defensive line, the, I feel like there's three tiers to film in defensive line. High school tier, you watch, you see who you're matching up with, what kind of splits, where you're going to line up. College, you watch, you see what formations they are and what plays you're expecting. Now, NFL and uh, NFL and Hall of Fame type film study from the defensive, you got to learn who your matchup is, the tendencies and that stuff. Expect what's coming. Now, in the air raid offense, which they run at uh, with the Cardinals, the splits are wide. They're mm-hmm. wider yeah. than most, and that is two prevent a uh, pass rush to spread the defensive line out to give the quarterback more time. The coach or someone, someone on the team has to identify that and figure something out to get that done. Cause they just played right into their hands. Chase Edmonds was able to do what he wants. And Kyler Murray was also able to do what he wants. He scrambled for a couple yards. It, it was just a mess. You got to learn that stuff. You got to, do that stuff. I understand it's a young D line, but you need a defensive coordinator. You need a head coach in there to understand and teach them through this. Because if it continues to go like this, we might, who knows? Maybe there isn't a lot of promise in this defensive line. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that most of them are run stuffers. Dexter Lawrence is showing the a little bit of pass. Pass, um, but I think with the with the trade deadline coming up, you think that we're probably going to be sellers at this point, and you start to think of some names like maybe Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Janoris Jenkins, Alec Ogletree, who might be on the move within the next week, just because we're trying to get some assets back where we have younger talent for the Ogletree. I mean, we just signed Dion Buchanan, we have Connolly coming back from injury next year, so I mean, I, I would keep an eye on that the next couple of weeks. Um, someone will probably be on the move, I would think. I would hope so. If if we're if we're able to get assets back, really sure. Because, I mean, again, you know, yeah. the, the the problem is is uh, uh, here. Here's a quote from Pat Shermer about last week's game. We got we got behind, we fought our way back in, we didn't make enough plays in the end. Really, that's that's your breakdown of what you saw happen this past week. I I, I mean, again, 
I see this. Uh, he ruled out uh, any possibility of uh, Daniel Jones sitting down, which, I mean, why? Why would that even be on the table? At yeah. this point, you're, go you're going all in on Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Pat Sherber, <sighs> somebody just commented on, on, on the live feed here, uh, he's going to get a full season with uh, Daniel Jones next season. I mean, he's, he's getting 14 games this season. And for a guy who's never won more than five, this isn't off to a great promising start. Yeah. Again, the idea that this kid's going to have to learn a new playbook. Nah. You know, I don't know if that's, a, I don't know if that's enough to keep Shermer around because like I said, I'm still not sure if this playbook is right for Daniel Jones because we just don't ever get to see it. We know Daniel Jones has amazing accuracy. Yeah. And we know he likes to stand in the pocket. And, and it almost, you know, here's what I'm still trying to figure out. Is is he oblivious to the pressure or is he cool as a cucumber? I'm not sure which one it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I get worried sometimes that it's that he's oblivious to what's happening and he's locked in on receivers. And then I start to think, no, no, this kid's cool. He's got it. He's feeling it. But again, at the end of the day, I don't think that these guys are being put in the right position to win. Uh, Shermer also said the Giants' edge pass rushers have exceeded outside expectations. Once again, implying he knew how good they were going to be or at what level they were going to perform, but everybody else didn't know. And, and for me, him and Gettleman, this whole act is getting old. Like they're, yeah. like they're the two smartest guys in the room. And sure. I don't know. Get in a better room, fellas, because... Not impressed, but but they they talk a big game and they talk so confident and and you read the words and you're like, am I missing this or is this guy an idiot? And where maybe the last few weeks I thought maybe I'm just not seeing it. He's an idiot. That's where I'm at. It's this has I been agree. a frustrating season so far for a team that I think is better than we've seen. I I really do think. That, that this Giants football team is better than anything they've done so far this season. To have Saquon back, Ingram back, Shepard back, Tate in the lineup, it'll be it'll be interesting the next couple weeks to see what this team can do. So again, we know what we have going forward because I still don't know if they know enough of what's going on. Also, Nate Solder's probably got to go. You can get anything for that guy. Just uh, yeah. take it. That contract looks terrible. Right and wouldn't now. it be hilarious if he ends up in Cleveland, which is the hot rumor? Yeah, that is. Yeah, I, I saw that today. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Surprised. All we do is sign ex Cardinals and Panthers, and then trade all <laughs> our good players to Cleveland. That seems uh, to be what's happening. Yeah. The only thing about trading away Nate Solder, I don't. The the blind side for Daniel Jones. I mean, obviously Nate Solder isn't doing great right now, but he'd be much better than anyone I think we would throw in there. So I mean, just for the the health and the risk of Daniel Jones, I think that probably wouldn't be the best. But Solder and even Remmers, I mean, another free agent signing that hasn't looked great this year. I mean, the guards Zeitler and Hernandez have held out for the held up for the most part. Uh, Hernandez had a little bit of penalty troubles, but that could yeah. be fixed. But, the, yeah, the two tackles on the outside have been getting exposed so far, especially, I mean, Chandler Jones had a straight-up field day on Sunday, and it was hard to watch. That 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 That's what I'm talking about when I mentioned the D-line. Jones and 
Suggs, they're, Suggs they're veterans. Too. Yeah. They're going to know what they need to do to get to the quarterback and that stuff. Yep. That's not what we see with our D-line. Speaking of our D-line, the Giants' D-line, we got, we're going, they're going to Detroit to take on the Lions. A revenge game for Damon Snacks Harrison. Mm-hmm. A lot of, yeah, a lot yeah, of familiar and faces. And Devin Kennard. Yeah, a Romeo lot of, Far. Yeah. There's a lot of names. A lot of former Giants along with Darius Slay and Gerard Davis like this Lions defense is tough and the seeing the way that the uh the Cardinals defense worked over the Giants I mean the Giants did come back and and still make it a de- uh, close game but I I'm I'm worried for this matchup Yeah and um with Carryon Johnson going to IR I think that's yeah. that's huge for the Giants but at the same time you're like we just got ran all ran over by a, a backup running back. Why why can't Ty Johnson do the same thing after what we just saw on Sunday? So I think we definitely have to get better in the run defense. Um, I've mentioned Buchanan, but bringing him in as the the money linebacker will be huge because we had Jabril in there a lot, Michael Thomas sometimes. I mean, you just can't be playing safeties in the box. You, I mean, that's how you get run all over. So I think yeah. bringing an actual linebacker will help. Um, Ogletree has actually looked su- surprising so far this year. I think he's looked a lot better than people have thought. So I th- they have to get better against the run, and they have another pair of uh, another pair of receivers that we're facing that are really good with uh, Marvin Jones, who had a monster week last week, and Kenny Galladay, young receiver, who's looked pretty good. And Matthew Stafford has, has looked great this season, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's looked like he's ready to air it out. So I am worried for this Giants defense. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they attack the Lions' offense. And then all the playmakers on their defense, like you said, definitely a big, be a big test for Daniel Jones in this offense. And um, we'll see if we get maybe Shepard back this week. And um, hopefully. hopefully Saquon is looks a, gets a little more involvement. Same thing as Evan Ingram. Uh, only one catch last week. I know he got poked in the eye early. I don't know if that had to do with him pretty much being taken out of the game plan. But definitely look for him to get more involved this week um, against the Lions. Three straight games with less than 300 yards of total offense. Horrible. Uh, 156 net passing yards. Three straight weeks, they've been under 165 net passing yards. It's hard to win games when, in, in 2019 NFL, when, when you're not getting the football down the field at all. I can't remember the last time the Giants went to Detroit and won a football game. I can't remember. It's been a long time. I, I mean, I, the, the, the chances of the Giants, I think, going to Ford Field and posting a, a W this week is slim and none, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I, what, I'll, what I would like to see this week is for the Giants to run sustained drives. The first couple yeah. games Jones took over, that was what we saw. Yeah. It was the difference between the Eli Manning-led Giants who couldn't stay on the field and couldn't move the ball down the field. You saw it in the first couple games. Jones did great. They won some games. And it's right... I mean, again, look at Daniel Jones' numbers the past couple weeks. They look like what you've been getting from Eli over the last three or four years. Yeah. Very pedestrian numbers. Yeah, even worse. I mean, at least Eli uh, limited the turnovers that yes. were the past couple of years. Yes, it, it's, you're, what more. you're getting is the poor play of Eli with the rookie mistakes yep. of way old Eli. Mm-hmm. 
Nope. Not going to win a lot of football games that way. Again, no. if Saquon Barkley's healthy, play him. If he's not, sit him. Th- this guy shouldn't be in more jeopardy if he's out on the field. If the ankle's yeah, no. not 100%, take him out of the lineup. Yeah, that's the future of the team right there. Saquon's playing. I mean, oh, even- uh, yeah. He wants to play. Oh, no, yeah. He- I mean, even after. I Listen, I get all that. He went out with his leg injury, he came in and scored. I understand that. Yeah. And that's great. But at the, def- at the detriment of the future of this franchise, is it worth it? No. Is it worth running this kid out there when he's not 100% to get to what? Five and eleven. I understand what you're saying. Get him healthy. Steve, yeah. He he should not have played this past week. He probably uh, yeah. shouldn't play this this coming week against the Lions. Maybe a little bit later in the season when that when that ankle is solid and tested. Still a little ginger. Yeah. I don't want I, no ginger out there on the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No ginge. <laughs> All right. With that, let's go on to picks. Week seven, Joe dominated. 11-3. I killed it. I'm not going to lie to you. You did. It was, it, was, it was like I saw the results of all the games in my head. That's how I was picking. <laughs> all but three. <laughs> and then both myself and Sean were at nine and five. Both solid. Right I'm just two back of you now. Closing yeah. the gap. That was a, this is a big week. Yeah, I am 66, 30. Nine and one, Joe. You are 64, 41 and one, Sean. 58, 48 and one. And let's start picks off with the Giants. I, 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 I we know I, you're gonna pick the Giants, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you love the Giants, and I love you, Jace, for your passion <laughs> yeah. and for how much you love the Giants. I was fooled early in the season into believing I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to pick the Giants until I truly believe and see it in my mind them winning the game. So the Dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I got to go with Joe on this one. I I hate to say it. it, Does it pain you every week to know this team's probably not going to win? Yeah, it does. I, mean, it, I yeah. sit there anyway, and I every big moment, every good moment, believe me, I enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed some of the big moments of this season more than I have in years watching the New York Giants. Yeah. But I definitely there's no point where I'm on the couch where I'm like, we're gonna win this one. Just don't feel it. Yeah. Especially after the Lions, uh, a tough three last weeks where they, they have winnable games against the Vikings, Packers, and Chiefs. Packers, they got robbed. So I think they're very angry right now going back home. They see an uh, inferior opponent in the Giants, and I think that, um, unfortunately, they're going to take advantage of them. I, th- I don't think it's going to be a blowout because I think that the Giants will be able to hang around. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But, um, yeah. I'd... Look at his face. I, was, I, I, I want to disagree, but I can't. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just picking the Giants because I always pick the Giants. <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah, I hate to do it. but I pick with my heart, not my head. What do you th- What? Give me a score that you've envisioned the Giants winning, like a 17 14. What, what are you thinking? If the Giants win, I got to say it's like 12 9. 14 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they could. The just Giants defense could hold them to ten, though. That's. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I think the offense <laughs> might be able to move the ball better than 
I mean, we think with Saquon more healthy, maybe Shep back. And um, I'd love to see this team start consistently hitting 20. Yeah, in a game. yeah, that'd be nice. That would be a nice feeling if we get 20, 24, mm-hmm. 27. <laughs> God forbid 30. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I, I think you're asking yeah. too much. So come It'd on be now. nice, but... <laughs> So you are picking the Giants, just so we're all clear. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I've, I you feel could, like that two game gap. I've already closed yeah, it to yeah. one. This is a good. So we're off to a great start, Chase. It's, yeah, we're right. giving you a shot here. <laughs> Still a lot of other football games to go pick. All right. Thursday night football. The Redskins go to Minnesota to take on the Chief, uh the Vikings. I mean, this is easy. Uh, this is probably going to be Kirk Cousins' last week of just lighting it up. I, I don't expect him. To be that consistent, but the Redskins are a dumpster fire. Yeah. And this is a revenge game. Revenge game, baby. I was just going to say it, yeah. So, Um, Vikes get it done. Yeah, yeah, I like the Vikings this one. I don't think I have to say much. Their defense is playing tremendous. Kirk Cousins has looked a lot better in the past couple weeks. Um, I think that they win very big in this Thursday night matchup. Kirk Cousins got me last week. I won against him. I won't do that again. I called him a bum. I still think he is one, but he's definitely playing a dumpster yeah. fire, as you put it. That should get him the W this week. Yeah. All he'll, right. he'll come back to life at some point. Yeah, got to. <laughs> Moving on from one dumpster fire to the other, the Falcons host the Seahawks. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's up with the Falcons. On paper, they look great. They just trade away Muhammad Sanu, but they're not able to get it done. Seahawks just coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Ravens. They're going to bounce back, and they're going to demolish the Falcons. Yeah, Chris Carson and the Seahawks offense is going to run all over this Falcons defense. He was hurt and just looked terrible so far. Um, I, Yeah, Seahawks went easily in this one. I, not much I have to go into. Falcons look terrible. I almost feel like the Falcons are at some point going to get things figured out. Not this week, though, for sure. Yeah. 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 This won't be where it happens. (laughs) All right. And then the Eagles go to Buffalo to take on the Bills. As uh, I've mentioned before in this podcast, the Cowboys beat bad teams and lose to any decent team. Therefore, they beat the Eagles. Eagles are a bad team. Buffalo's defense is going to get it done at home. Um, I, all right, so, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Eagles on this one. I, don't, I hate the Eagles, and I don't want to do it. But the Bills, I mean, they haven't really played anyone except for the Patriots so far. A um, couple unimpressive wins. So I think that um, – uh, the Eagles' run defense, too, has, has looked very good. Um, the secondary, that's a different story. But I think that they're going to dare Josh Allen to go ahead and beat them. And um, I don't know if – I'm going to wait and see if he can do it. If he can do it, then, hey, you know, he, he got me this week. But I'd, I think that the Eagles uh, go into Buffalo and win this one in a very tight, low-scoring game. I think they're going to make Josh Allen beat him, and I think he will oblige uh, <laughs> Bills. I got the Bills winning this one. I think it'll be a good game. You know, I, I've, yeah. I, I, I've been almost convinced the Eagles are a better team than they are, and I don't know if it's because the Cowboys and the Giants are also terrible. Someone's yeah. got to win this division. The Eagles are not a great football team. Mm-hmm. They're just no. – they and, and, and week in and week out, man, no consistency there as well. Yeah. Did, well, you mentioned the NFC East always being so tight. That has to, That's another reason I picked them, just because I don't see the Cowboys uh, pulling – 
two or three games away or only eight weeks into the season. The NFC is always super tight. I could see the Eagles hanging around for a little bit more, and I think that they could pull out a win this week. It would be tough to do against a very good Bills defense, but I I think they can. Going from one tough place to play in Buffalo to Chicago, where the Bears host the Chargers, looking to bounce back from that loss to when New Orleans came to town. Uh, The Chargers are... Uh, they're just atrocious. I mean, Philip Rivers has to be done. Uh, the Bears, I mean, they're not good either. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, everyone was talking about them having Super Bowl aspirations. They definitely do not this year. No. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is, I mean, not a good quarterback, but their defense will be able to get it done against the Chargers. Yeah, I, I got the Bears in this one too at home. Um, I think that... Mitch Trubisky obviously struggled last week, but he played probably, um, probably if not the best, probably the Patriots are the best. But the Saints defense probably number two defense in the league. Like I don't, that. I don't believe in Mitch either. I don't think that he's uh, much of a franchise quarterback. I think that the Bears might need to find something else. But I think for this week it will work for them going against a, a sh- really struggling Chargers uh, team. I think that the Bears will win a an ugly game. Who are you picking? I picked the Bears. I'm going to pick the Chargers. All right. Yeah. You know how I feel about Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. He's another yeah. one of the bums. Um, and you're right. Phillip Rivers, I, I think the end of the line's coming, and it's coming quickly. But I do think they're going to edge out the Bears this week because the Bears just don't get it done. All right. Interesting. Then the Bucks go to Tennessee to be to take on the Titans, who did just beat the Chargers, um, this one's tough. Uh, this looks like a winnable game for the Titans. Therefore, I'm gonna pick the Bucks. Smart. That's <laughs> I, what you gotta do when it comes to Tennessee. When yeah. you think Tennessee's gonna win, they're not gonna win. Yeah, and I, I went with both of you on this one. I, I picked the Bucks as well. Um, I just think coming off a bye, that, and especially the Jameis Winston performance of last week with five interceptions going into this week. Uh, he usually comes back and has a decent performance, which will at least keep him the starting quarterback for now. So I think he does that this week. Um, even though the Titans defense is very good, I think it will be probably the worst game of the week. I think it will be very low scoring, but the Bucks will pull it out late. I'm actually picking the Titans. Okay. Huh? Despite, huh? I know, I know. Despite everything <laughs> I said, you're not wrong. But now I feel like I'm almost reverse psychologying myself. <laughs> By saying they're going to lose the game, so if I were to go with them losing it, they'll win 17-16, and hey, that's what's going to happen. Great right. game. Come down right down to the wire. Tennessee wins it. All right. You might have psyched yourself out a little there. I think I did. <laughs> Wait, who did I pick? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, the Broncos go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Battle of the Horses. Um this one's tough. I, I, I still have faith in the Broncos' defense. But, I, I mean, the Colts, they keep winning games. So, I'm going with the Colts to get it done at home. Yeah, the Colts are uh, quietly probably maybe the second-best team in the AFC right now. They've beaten the Chiefs and the Texans to this point. Um, they have a 4-2 record, I believe. Jacoby Brissett has been tremendous so far. I, I think he's got like a 14-3 touchdown interception ratio. And the Colts' defense um, has stepped up as well. I think that they go into this game, and I think that they actually win huge on the Broncos. I think they, they blow them out. 
Love Joe Flacco. Been feeling him the last couple of weeks. Seems like he's starting to put things together. But Jacoby Brissett, you know, a, a guy who nobody believed in, maybe outside of the Colts organization when this season started. Um, I stopped picking against him three weeks ago, and it's been uh, it's been a good run. I'm I'm going with Jacoby and the Colts again. All right, and then. I think this one should be pretty easy. Rams. Rams. Yeah. <laughs> Bengals at Rams. <laughs> uh, I mean. There is nothing to like in Cincinnati right now. Uh, they put chili on spaghetti. <laughs> you just made my point even more solid. Yeah. Nothing going on in Cincy. Yeah. AJ Green doesn't even want to come back. Joe Mixon's had a terrible year. Um that's the, yeah, that's the Bengals for you. Uh, let's hope. Maybe they can get Tua. Uh, then the Cardinals at the Saints. Uh, Cardinals, I mean, they did look really, really good, especially since Kyler Murray didn't have that good of a game against the Giants. Uh, but New Orleans has been rolling with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, they're at home. That's a tough place to play. Saints get it done. The Cardinals have been clicking lately. Uh Winning the last three games, the offenses looked good. The defense looked a lot better with Patrick Peterson back. But it's going to be a tough task to go into New Orleans and win this game. I think that it's, uh, I think that it's going to be a tight game, but I think that the Saints will uh, probably pull it out by a touchdown late in this game. I've been, I, I've been gonna, kind of going back and forth on this, and, and only being everybody knows. I mean, I've been talking about him since the beginning of the year when he took over Teddy Bridgewater. Right? He's done such a great job, but. Cardinals are coming off a big win. Um, in a, you know, I've paid particular attention because Kyler Murray's on my fantasy team. Uh, um, I like a lot of what I'm seeing right now from the Cardinals, but New Orleans, that dome, it's hard to win there. I just don't think Kyler Murray's going down uh, to the bayou and winning a game, so going Saints here. All right. Then the Jets go to Jacksonville. After that atrocious <laughs> Monday night football game. Can we can we just call Steve Risser, who's a, 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 a big commenter on our on our Facebook page? Yeah, right Guaranteed now. Sam Darnold was gonna take down them Patriots. Oh my goodness. And he was making excuses the day after as to why it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's At tough least. to win a game when you're seeing ghosts on the field. I don't know. <laughs> That way, yeah. That's scary. I don't That's know just how, scary. I don't know how ESPN let that one get out, but I, I think he's going to be hearing that for the rest of his career. Um, yeah, D Daniel Jones still the only one to throw a touchdown against that Pats defense. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, I mean, the Jags, even though they lost Jalen Ramsey, their, their defense is still pretty good. Um, I think Calais Campbell is going to destroy it, and they get the win at home. A little bit more Minshew magic. Yeah. Um, I think this one will actually be a little bit closer. I think the Jets will actually come to play this week, on, unlike they did on Monday night. But that's a that's a tough place to go and play, um, especially against Patriots defense, the best in the league. But I'm going to have to go with, uh, like you said, Minshew mania in this one. I think that this will be another low-scoring game with two uh, pretty good defenses. But I think that, yeah, Jags will pull it out probably by a field goal late in this one. 
I am going to believe in Steve Risser that Sam Darnold is not the bum that I think he is. I've been very anti-Darnold through year two. Steve keeps telling me I'm wrong. Let's see him go to Jacksonville and win a football game, and then we'll talk about how good Sam Darnold is. Taking the Jets. All right. And I hate the Jets. So believe yeah. me, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> then the Panthers go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, who just traded for uh, Emmanuel Sanders from the Broncos. That should be an interesting addition mm-hmm. to that team. Uh, another weapon for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, so he doesn't have to throw to Kittle the whole time. But, uh, I mean, the Panthers have looked really good with uh, Allen as their quarterback. But, I mean, the Niners have looked great despite last week. I mean, it's, it was a muddy, disgusting game, yeah. only putting up nine points against the Redskins. Mm. I don't know if you saw people surfing and sliding <laughs> in the yeah. game. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I had Matt Bereda and Tevin Coleman mm. both in the backfield last week in fantasy thinking – yeah. They're going to be running the ball a whole lot. Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you something. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it in fantasy <laughs> week. It didn't go well, and I won't be making that mistake ever again. All right. Um, you know what? Do it. I don't think the 49ers are good enough to – what is this? This is He being... loves the Giants so much that he's going with Gettleman's old team. That's how loyal he is to the Giants. No, I mean, they're hot right now. <laughs> Tell me at the beginning they, they, yeah. of the season you would have thought 49ers are 6-0, and 7-0, whatever. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. I, I try to go, like, every week I go in and I think to myself, are they going to stay undefeated? And I don't think that's the right way to look at it. Because you know what? They, they probably, it's probably not going to go on for much more. But you can't just go in and assume that, there's no way they're going to, you know what I mean? It, it's it's the wrong approach to take here. I think the Niners are actually a good team. Yeah, I think they're good too. I really do. I just don't think they're 7-0. Yeah. I, I don't know how good Jimmy G is. I don't, because they're running, yeah. their running attack has been so good this year. The defense has been um, dominant against everyone. So I just, it'll be interesting to see when the ball's actually, the game's actually in his hands if he can go down. Take Go em. down and do it. Take those Panthers. Go ahead. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. No, I'm going. I'm going Niners in this one. Um, I think that defensive front, even though Kyle Allen, I think is four and zero or five and zero, and it starts nice. so far. Um, but he's a rookie quarterback. You saw how uh, Baker handled, and Baker's in his second year. You saw how he handled that 49ers uh, defense, and the the Panthers O line isn't great either. So I think that they'll get after Kyle Allen all day. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey will have something to say about it because he's probably. Uh, if not the front runner for MVP, he's definitely in the conversation. Yeah. But I, I do think that the the Niners will pull this one out. I think it'll be a very close game, but yeah, Niners win. Niners. <laughs> I've just what did you pick? Did you say the uh, Panthers? Yeah, I'm saying the Panthers. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. So <laughs> we're definitely gonna be even after this week. All right. We shall see. Then the Browns go to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Patriots uh lost Josh Gordon for the year. But they did gain, uh, do a trade with the Falcons to get Mohamed Sanu. Um, the Browns are just—I don't know what's up with the Browns. So much hype, 
Can't live up to but it. But the Patriots aren't going to keep winning. They're not going to go undefeated. This seems like the kind of game the Browns could win, no? Why'd you pick them? <laughs> Get a lot of Giants on that team. You like that? I, I, yeah. That might, Come on. that thought did go through my mind. Do but, it. Do but it. the Pats have the Chiefs, the Ravens, yeah, and the uh, the Texans coming up. Those are losses. Yeah. I'm taking the Pats easy. Um, yeah, I don't think it will be as easy as uh you might think, but I I gotta go Patriots at home in this one. Um, I think that the Browns will actually come out and compete in this game and actually make it a close one. But I think that the Pats will pull away late. Um, because Cleveland they got the receivers and uh the running back to do it to contend against this Patriots defense. They can get the ball downfield, but I think that in the end the Pats will pull this one out at home. I just turned down a trade for Nick Chubb. I've got mm. Beckham and Jarvis on my fantasy team. Believe me, the Browns aren't going to yeah, do anything. Not. They're not going anywhere fast. Believe when I, Let me tell you something. The Browns are worse than you even think they are. Mm. If, if you saw the fantasy numbers these guys are putting up, yeah. it, it's, um, it's hurting me in a major I once again scored like less than 70 points this week in fantasy. Well, Not Chubb, good. Well, Chubb's been the real deal. Chubb's fine. Yeah. The rest of them yeah. stink. Jarvis is never really a good fantasy receiver. Just, he's, he's a bunch of short. He gets a lot of catches, but they're all short. He doesn't get a lot of well, yardage. He then, hasn't even been getting short catches this year. <laughs> he's been getting no catches. Yeah. Uh, ESPN.com questioned whether you should even pencil him in as a three guy at this point. Yeah. So, know. yeah. Patriots, big time. 45 to 7. <laughs> Okay. A beatdown. All right. Uh, Mayfield gets knocked out of the game too, on a slide. <laughs> All right, that's that's a bold prediction. Pretty, yeah, a lot pretty, of visions going pretty through. Pretty descriptive, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then the Raiders go to Houston to take on the Texans. The Raiders have been sneaky good this year, yeah. but uh, the Texans, Deshaun Watson's an MVP candidate at quarterback and he'll get it done against this Raiders defense. Yeah, I think the Texans will stick to their uh their win loss formula week to week. Lost last week. So you gotta go with the win this week. Um Raiders, like you said, have been surprising so far, but I think that the Texans will take advantage of them and will win pretty big at home. Uh yeah, Texans. Texans are just uh, you know, I keep hearing people say how sneaky good the Raiders are. All right. Yeah, I don't think they've won any any games that you didn't think they could win. So, I don't know. I'm not sold yet on the Raiders. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. No. No, going Texans all the way. <laughs> okay. And then the game of the week, the primetime Sunday night game. Packers at Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers just came off a phenomenal performance last week against the Raiders. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs don't have Patrick Mahomes after his injury on Thursday. So that should be rough. But, I mean, the Chiefs offense is still still really, really good. And I think a primetime game in Kansas City... That's going to be really, really rough. Mm. Uh-oh. 
Here we go. And Matt Moore gets it done. Okay. Chiefs get the win at home. All right. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I'm going to go Packers just because their offense is starting to click, especially last week, putting up 42 points. Uh, Rodgers having a field day. So I think that – and Matt Moore didn't look bad when he came in. He's yeah. still got all those weapons around him. So I think that they'll be able to contend maybe till the fourth quarter. But I think that um, Packers will pull away late in this one. Yeah. yeah. Let me put it to you like this. Even if Mahomes was playing this week, I would still take the Packers. Mm, okay. I think the Packers are playing as well as anybody in football that's not the Patriots right now. Maybe even better than the Patriots, uh, all things considered. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, is still in his prime. That, that I believe. Uh, Packers win this one in Kansas City handily. All right. And then Monday Night Football, Dolphins at Steelers. I, do we really have to go around for this? I mean, the Dolphins uh, are garbage. Well, they can't go 0-16 if they win a game. So oh, it's pretty obvious Steelers in this one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You scared me for a no, second. No, I mean, they're going to go over <laughs> 16, but they yeah. have to lose all the yeah. games. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. No brainer. Yeah. Steelers' defense has looked uh, a lot better than they have the first couple of weeks. They're actually looking, starting to look dominant a little bit. They get Mason Rudolph back. So, yeah, this is, a, this is an easy one. Steelers, if I didn't clarify that. <laughs> I got you. Um, the Cowboys and Ravens on a bye. Uh, it's got to be good for the Ravens going into a bye after such a big win in Seattle. But let's talk some fantasy football. Starting off with the perfect lineup for uh, week six. Aaron Rodgers had himself 46 points. For running backs, Chase Edmonds, 34. Latavius Murray, 31. Uh, wide receivers, Marvin Jones Jr., 43. Sean Pascal, 28. Uh, tight end, Darren Waller, 31. Flex, Dalvin Cook had 27. And if you add either the Patriots defense or the Chiefs defense, they both put up 23. So, should be happy about that. I faced off against both Jones and Latavius Murray this week and literally just got blown out of the water. It, it was That was bad. That was bad. I, I, I got I got drubbed. I don't know what a drubbing even I don't even know what that necessarily means. I only hear it applied to absolute butt whoopings, and that's what happened to me. It was a drubbing. I started Latavius Murray over Marvin Jones in my flex for one of my leagues. Still won though. But Boy, if you'd have put them both in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, for the waiver wire this week. Uh, Daryl Henderson has been uh, shining a little bit for the Rams uh, at running back, especially with Todd Gurley's issues. Also, Benny Snell, running back for the Steelers. He's doing really well, and it seems how they're going up against the Dolphins. That should be a good one. Uh, And then another one I got is Corey Davis and uh, A.J. Brown. Their la- Tannehill looked really good last week. Granted, it mm-hmm. was against the Chargers. If you if you think the Titans are going to win this week, like Joe does, Corey Davis and AJ Brown might be good additions because they might get the ball. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> some uh, yeah, some names I have this week. Uh, I don't want to do it to my Giants, but at QB, I think one of the best plays this week will be Matt Stafford. Um, I think that he's just gonna. You saw what Kirk Kirk Cousins did with two great receivers against the Giants secondary. He he aired it out all game. I think that they they look at what the Vikings did uh, two weeks ago, and I think that they try to uh, repeat that success against a giant tough Giants secondary. Not a tough Giants secondary, a, a young Giants secondary, who will uh, probably give up a lot of big plays. Uh, running back, I like James White. Um, I don't know how long the Browns are going to be on the field against that great Patriots defense. I think that he's going to get a lot of volume this week. Um, wide receiver, I have Tyler Lockett against the fa- yeah. against the Falcons secondary, um, who's looked terrible so far. Lockett's I, having a pretty solid year all around. He's been one of my yeah. only consistent performers all season. Good call on Lockett. Yeah, yeah, well, that's definitely Russell Wilson's favorite target, um, I think, and he's going to find him a lot against the Falcons. And then uh, – Tight end, I'm going to go with uh, Jared Everett from the Rams. He's uh, he's balled out the past couple weeks. Uh, I don't see him slowing down against a bad Bengals defense. I think he just continues to – his stock is going to continue to rise, and he's going to have a big week. I'm going to stay on tight ends. Uh, Dallas Goddard, tight end, mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, has put up some pretty decent weeks over the last few. Four for 69 at a touchdown last week. Uh, Eric Ebron from the Indianapolis Colts yeah. uh, was a guy who you may be able to find on the waiver wire. Four catches, 70 yards, 17 points. He had a touchdown last week. Um, I brought in the Saints defense, uh, 12 points. Three times out of six games this year, they've scored in double digits. They're facing Kyler Murray, who's coming off an awful game where he threw for 89 yards against the Giants. Muhammad Sanu, I actually had picked him up a couple weeks ago, and I promptly let him go uh, in favor of, I forget who I even picked up. Go to the Patriots. You you know what's about to happen. Yeah. I mean, this guy's going to finish with like 70 catches between yeah. now and the end of the season. Yeah. And I'll give you one more guy who uh, you mentioned his name earlier. The Giants are facing him, but Kenny Galladay of the Lions. Um, he's got at least 14 points in four or six games played. He's had two huge games this year and could very well be in line for another one this week against the G-Men. Yep. Some other guys uh, I got to look your eye on. I picked up Teddy Bridgewater in my league because Lamar Jackson had a bye. Um, hopefully he'll continue his success. Also, we mentioned it earlier, Kirk Cousins, he's going to have his last good week this week against the Redskins. Um, and the Steelers defense against the Dolphins. Steelers defense isn't that bad, and the Dolphins are terrible. So if, if you are struggling with defense, pick them up there. But that will be it for the show. Thank you guys for watching live or watching on YouTube or listening where on whatever platform you are listening on thank you for your support make sure you do like the facebook page drawing about the g-men and uh follow the twitter uh drawing about g-men thank you guys for listening and watching take care we hope to